Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to Living Better in San Diego. I'm Vicki Pepper. For most newlyweds, the months following their wedding hold some of the greatest and most memorable times in their marriage. It's a time that still has them feeling blissful from their wedding day. It's filled with the excitement of settling into a new home, vacations, weekly date nights, and getting to know one another as a married couple. Unfortunately, this was not the case for many newlyweds in 2020, mainly those who were married just before or during the pandemic. The New York Post found that while the divorce rates have skyrocketed during the pandemic, 20% of those seeking divorce were married within the past five months or less. So what's causing newlyweds to call it quits so soon? On the line with me is divorce attorney and author of I Never Saw My Father Again, The Divorce Court Effect and War or Peace, Avoid the Destruction of Divorce Court, Joran Jenkins. Thank you for joining me. Hi there. Joran, why are newlyweds struggling to adapt to marriage during the pandemic? (laughs) It's interesting because you know, that's a loaded question. I think a lot of people struggle the first few months after they get married. Their hopes are so high. Their expectations are perhaps unrealistic. But especially uh, during this period of time, it's been difficult. It's been especially difficult. Most couples didn't have the honeymoon that they thought they were going to have. They are living in in lockdown or similar situations. My daughter moved to Argentina Valentine's Day, actually, of 2020, because her husband-to-be was going to be transferred. And so they got married on January 1, 2020, and moved to Argentina on Valentine's Day. And two weeks later, they were in lockdown. And they were in lockdown, I don't know about most of you, but they were in lockdown where both of them couldn't go out on the street together at the same time. It was prohibited. So couples are finding themselves locked together in a strange situation, perhaps. Perhaps they intended to buy a bigger place after they got married. They haven't been able to do that, maybe. They've gone into lockdown, and they are together 24-7. Maybe they're both working at the same time in a small space. It's just, uh, it's been especially hard on newly wedded couples. They've missed so much of what they should have had. Let's not forget, these young couples, when they get married, it's not just the honeymoon. 
they go out with their friends and they're celebrating. It's, it's like a celebration for two or three or four months where every time they see a new friend, they chat about what their new life is like, how it's been since the wedding, what the wedding was like. They didn't have the wedding that they thought they were going to have half the time, or most of the time they didn't have the wedding that they thought they were going to have. So it's been a, a big disappointment, and that disappointment kind of leaches on to the marriage itself. It kind of taints the whole thing, and they don't realize what's going on, so they can't even address it. Can some of these new marriages be saved with counseling? Oh, there's no question. There are plenty of things that can be done, not just counseling. We focus people on creating new traditions together. Remind yourself that the pandemic will end. Remind yourself that there will be an end to this. If you're still living in in one of your apartments because that was the plan temporarily, change the plan. Now's the time to move. People are moving. You can make those arrangements. One of the problems, as I mentioned, is living in too small a space. And so if you still need to live in that space, create boundaries. Write yourself an agreement. Sit down and hash out the agreement. What's that agreement going to look like? My husband and I are in a 2,300-square-foot home, which is a nice-size home. We didn't realize (laughs) how small it is until we were both working in the same living area. And so what we did, actually, strangely, within two months, we went out and bought patio furniture that we have never felt like we needed. But remember, this started in winter And we're down in Florida, so our winter is over by, oh, let's argue it's over by the end of April. So we bought patio furniture, created another living space for ourselves. And when one of us is on the phone, that person takes the conversation outside. Now, during winter, not so easy. But think about making arrangements with your spouse and then write those arrangements down You may need to tweak them. You may need to go back and revisit them, but that will help. How can newlyweds gain some normalcy given the restrictions of the pandemic? That's, gosh, another difficult question. How do you gain normalcy? I mean, I think everybody has trouble finding normalcy during the pandemic. I think you need to go out of your way to reach out and talk to people that you love, talk to your friends. If you hadn't heard from someone in a while, keep in mind they're in lockdown too. I spent an hour and 10 or 15 minutes on the phone the other day with a friend of mine from junior high school whom uh, I speak to maybe once a year, maybe not even that, but I called him and I said, how are things going? I mean, he's in another state, you know, how are things going by you? And so, you know, other people are experiencing this situation differently than you are, reach out, talk to them, find out how they're feeling, find out what they're thinking, share experiences. That's always been something that ladies tend to do. I think guys do it too, but keep in mind, ladies do it when they're out for a glass of wine with their friends or out to lunch. Guys do it when they go out for a beer. We're not doing that. So we can't do that. We're not able to have our football parties. You know, there's so much that we can't do. What do you do to substitute? Think about that. Don't just lose the experience. 
find a substitute, something that will help, something that will give you a similar effect. I'm speaking with divorce attorney Jordan Jenkins, author of I Never Saw My Father Again, The Divorce Court Effect and War or Peace, Avoid the Destruction of Divorce Court. Jordan, why is going to court at the end of a marriage problematic for future marriages? Well, you know, we're not going to court anymore. Now, having said that, I was speaking, you know, technically, we are zooming to court. One of the problems that I have had, uh, I tend to be very collaborative in my experiences, and that requires sitting down and chatting. It, it requires communication between the two spouses who quite likely have stopped talking to each other, or even if they are, they're not hearing each other. And my collaborative teams help them hear each other and listen and communicate. We have cases where folks reconcile during the divorce process because they are learning to hear each other again and they're talking their problems out and finding solutions. And instead of getting divorced, they're deciding to try it again. Sometimes they end up with a postnuptial agreement instead of getting divorced. So those things will work, but going to court has become much more difficult. Courts have less time than ever. They're doing everything on Zoom, not everything, but mostly nearly everything on Zoom. I can tell you having evidentiary hearings on Zoom is horrifying. I was talking to a a lawyer in L.A. I'm in Tampa. He and I were sharing our experiences trying to put evidence on via Zoom. You can do it. No question about it. It's just much more difficult. There's something to be said for hands-on, and there's something also to be said for touchy-feely. So when I say hands-on, I think, you know, everyone probably knows what I mean with evidence. But touchy-feely, I mean, you know, when my client starts crying because she's overwhelmed by her emotions, I can't touch her and say, take a deep breath, it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. All I can do is reach out across Zoom, and it's just not the same. It's just not the same as that humanity, the human experience. So going to court in general has never been the optimal solution for families. I always say families don't belong in court. And one reason they don't belong in court is simply because the law should be your last resort. Legislatures create divorce laws and every other law for that matter. They create divorce laws for people who can't agree. Now, of course, people who are fighting are going to court because they can't agree. But if you can agree ahead of time what the law will be in your family, then you're one step ahead of the game. And so prenups make a lot of sense. Postnups make a lot of sense. These are agreements that you reach before you get married or even during the marriage regarding how you're going to do things. But we reach these agreements by sitting together and talking and communicating. And that's really the best way to resolve problems within families because your family's unique and the law for your family should be unique. Do you want to live by the rules that were created for the John Doe who mines coal for a living? What if you live in Florida and you're a school teacher and that's not what your life is and that's not what your kids are experiencing and that's not who your husband is or, you know, whatever. Your family's unique and you can create your own law by sitting down and talking about what rules you're
you're going to experience after you get divorced. It's notable that you say families go to court and not couples go to court. How does divorce affect not only the two people ending their marriage and their children, but also other members of the family as well? Well, you know, it's funny because people think that I named my book because it it has a nice sound. It's coining a phrase. I never saw my father again. In fact, I was at a cocktail party. And someone asked me why I am so involved in the collaborative divorce practice. And I heard myself telling the story, as I've told it a million times. And when I was seven, and I had three younger sisters, so seven, five, three, and one, my parents got divorced. My mother loaded us kids into the van and moved us from L.A. to New York City. And I never saw my father again. And the guy looked at me and he goes, oh, my God, that's such a powerful story. And I said, yes, but, but it's true. And then one day I was having lunch with six or seven other of my BNI member group. BNI is a referral partnership uh, association. And I was sitting at breakfast one day and I told that story. And three other people in the group, four of us out of six, had suffered that same experience, which is just shocking to me, that they never saw their parent again. How does that happen? It's kind of like growing up blind in one eye, you know? Right. The kids are always involved in the divorce. You may think that you're protecting them, but you're not. It's not just the kids. I mean, people actually want to subpoena their school teachers. People want to subpoena the principal. People want to subpoena the doctors. Who the heck has time to go to court? Well, they can. Now it's a little easier because of Zoom. <laughs> But, you know, I had a a neighbor come see me one day. He came in for a consultation. I thought he was there for a divorce. No, he was there to find out what to do about the subpoena he'd gotten. He didn't even know whether it was the wife or the husband who was subpoenaing him. And he said to me, Joran, I can't testify. I don't know if I'm going to end up living next to the wife or the husband. I don't want to make an enemy of my neighbor. And I thought, yeah, I mean, you know, everybody in your community can get pulled into a nasty divorce. That is just not the way I think America wants to live. I don't think that that is the right, I don't think that's the society we want to live in. I've been speaking with divorce attorney Joran Jenkins, author of I Never Saw My Father Again, The Divorce Court Effect and War or Peace, Avoid the Destruction of Divorce Court. Joran, how can we get your books? Ah, it's on Amazon, of course, War or Peace or um, I Never Saw My Father Again. It's also on on my website, Open Palm Law, because an open palm holds more than a closed fist. Thank you so much for talking with us today, and happy Valentine's Day. Thanks, Vicki. You too. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.